You're listening to UX Podcast, a monthly podcast from Stockholm, Sweden, with James Rowe Lawson and Per Axel. Moving the conversation beyond UX. So, welcome to part two of UX Podcast, the pilot episode, um, focusing on UX NX 2011 in Lisbon, Portugal. Um, in this part, we're going to be talking about what was what we felt was missing from the conference. What was missing there? Mm. Well, missing from the conference, I think there were, there were a lot of areas, uh, and specifically, you actually listed them while we were sitting on the plane back, I think. Uh, there was the intranet uh, track, was, and, which I think is missing from a lot of these types of conferences. People don't generally talk about intranets, that's usually their, their own conference. Exactly, intranet yeah. conferences, and there's not enough intranet conferences, but but yeah, intranet gets missed off um, an awful lot. and. A lot of times, the, the same concepts are relevant for, for intranet, so nearly the same concepts. But I, I, I didn't hear intranet be mentioned once during all of this. And, and that's, that's sad, because in the, in, in the work I've been doing with uh, collaboration platforms, I mean, we've, got, we've got two main players, and that's, that's Microsoft and IBM, with SharePoint and Connections. Right. And they're both absolutely horrific user experiences. Mm. I mean, they're, they're, they just smell of coming from the Microsoft-IBM IT world. Yeah. And, if we could put more user experience uh, or more thinking into how people um, interact with their internet platform or mm. business, social business world, then we'd make a lot more money. <laughs> right. We'd make more money and the companies would make more money. And that actually makes me think about a subject that we haven't written on the wall well, here. Well, you're changing the agenda. Yeah, I'm Go changing on. the agenda, yeah. Uh, CMS. We, you and I talk a lot about yeah, CMS. That was covered. There was I noticed in the tweets that there mm -hmm. was um, there was a SharePoint debate in one of the. Uh, oh yeah, there was a SharePoint that, debate. But I wasn't there. And I, I think that was in... something that was sidetracked into a SharePoint debate. Yeah. Which is usually the case with CMS, because there actually was a CMS question with Christina Halverson's talk about content strategy as well, where people were asking, "Well, we can't do that because our CMS doesn't en enable us to." Yeah. And just having that limitation of in your work of having a CMS that can only do parts of the stuff that you want to do. Is something that should come up more often as well. I think we, we'll we'll cover CMS in another podcast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but um, but that that kind of ties into one of the other things that I wrote up here that um, we had SEO search engine optimization mm. didn't come up in anything I was part of. No, anyway. me um, Content strategy came up, of course, because yeah. Christina Halverson had a workshop and then she did the talk on day three, um, and there there is where we we start to bump. Or cross silos. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the UX people looking into the content people's world and thinking, mm. oh yeah, we need to think about this really early mm. on. Um, but I wrote about content strategy and SEO in a newsletter a few months ago, um, and I didn't mention UX. I just talked about them two things because mm. there's there's off, you need to think about the content itself when you're dealing with the SEO strategy, and that needs time. So you can't get away from the fact that we're we got to have an umbrella view. Exactly. You need you need people coming to your site, and that is SEO. And uh, I think exactly. from the UX perspective, SEO sounds too technical yeah. uh, in the UX community. But that's it's something that really affects what we do because it's a first touch point for a lot of um, exactly. sites. So you, it's the first touch point. If you Google, do an experience map, you want somebody to actually come into your site in some way. But we can't. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm saying we. I've done this all this last week. In a non UX guy, and I come to UX conference, and within within like half a day or whatever, I'm saying, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that, and so if I'm suddenly absorbed um, in the cult of UX. But you're a serious <laughs> UX guy now. <laughs> Three days of boot camp training. <laughs> no, but the, I think 
well, my reflection on that is is that um, these terms like SEO, content strategy, and social media we're talking mm. about these these are difficult for UX designers to design. Mm. They're in, well, in economics we call it externalities. They're, they're things that are like, you know, outside your little world that you can't touch and then we close them off, I think, we mm. again, <laughs> um, and concentrate on the on-site yeah. UX, the experience of, of the, the things that you would be ordered to do by your client and like they're dealing with exactly. the, new, the big brand new web look. Mm. And that's something you and I were talking about a lot, that this conference was really very much based around on-site mm. uh, subjects, designing products and services that are actually something that people have to buy and have, people have to order and people have to find as well. But we're not talking about how they find it. We're just talking about how they look and feel. We're talking about basically usability and uh, the way I see it, but not so much about the complete experience from start to finish. Well, it's, it's not completely fair to say that because, you know, like Nick Finch, he was talking, mm. he talked a lot about the, well, we had the Netflix example time and time again about yeah. cross-platform user experience. Mm. Um, but it still was, it was talking about the, the design of a cross-platform user experience mm. rather than the, the, the full and Rather thinking right. of, of how do we merge it into the other silos, the, the marketing, exactly. the searching yeah. fund strategy, um, business strategy, oh, all the rest of it. Yeah. And there were some tracks about uh, data analysis as well. Yeah, uh, with data regards mining to and data things. mining, mm -hmm. search, uh, search, well, not search on the optimization, that's what they didn't have. <laughs> Analyzing data in Google Analytics and yeah. stuff like that, CRM. Yeah, visit, uh, visit, visit behavior. Yeah, basically. What were you saying there about Netflix has also uh, got me sidetracked now into, there were, there were a lot of American examples. Of course, there were lots of American speakers, and that's sort of what's attractive, attractive with this event as well. And we love listening to American speakers, because uh, they can really sound better, don't they, with Nikki? But uh, having that uh, really makes you wonder, what are the main cultural differences in uh, uh, American and European well, well, you have an American mentality, but you have also have a European mentality, and in Europe you have a lot of different countries. And one of my best examples there was um, this girl, German girl, was um, thinking about how to apply uh, some of the psychology and gamification, if you will. That's not the right word, but it's, it's human behavior. Uh, that Stephen Anderson was talking about in his talk and applying that in a German context, where you're not actually... People don't want to give away personal uh, personal information in the same way that they want to do in other countries, and that put, makes you think that a lot of the examples that we get are actually based on a mentality that we don't really share in the same sense in all countries. No, yeah, it doesn't have the same. Well, the playing field's not even level in America, but it's exactly. it's, a, it's a different level yeah. compared to Europe. Europe Absolutely. Um, has, a, has a lot of challenges. I mean, it came mm -hmm. up in um, the first workshop I had with, with um, Leah Belly um, about the US Practice One. The, the, the frustration, I mentioned it myself, I stood there and talked about the frustration of being an English person working in Sweden, oh, right. coming against a language barrier a lot of the time, but then mm. when you have international projects, you get this language barrier an awful lot, mm. and it gets even more complicated, and we're looking at international solutions with search engine optimization and content strategy and user experience, they've yeah. all got their little uh, nuances. Mm. I want to move on to the, the, the last point we had yeah. um, for um, what was overlooked, um, and this, this bugged me from beginning to end. Um, small business, that the feeling you get um, is that UX is for bigger corporations, mm. bigger organizations, um, and we were talking about how you've got a UX team, and they need to talk to the SEO team, and they've got to then talk to marketing department and yeah. all these departments and teams and 
and this is this is not how the world is out there. The majority of organisation companies are small businesses, right? And user experience, uh, the interaction with products and services, isn't any less important, any any kind of less relevant to them. Mm. But not once did I see anything that was talking about how we can, you know, break down that silo, not exactly. not just silos between how we solve UX mm. or the web, mm. but also how we how we solve the communication issue to 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 those, those clients. How we actually talk about UX in that sense. Mm. We're dividing it into roles and departments, but we want to divide it perhaps into tasks, smaller tasks that one person does mm. in the end at a small company. I mean, you can't, I can't, I'm thinking about some of the clients, the smaller clients that mm. I come into contact with and work with. If I started trying to sell UX to them, mm. uh, yeah, you've, you've, you've lost them straight away. It's mm. never going to work. Exactly. We're going to actually have to move on to part three of this podcast, or this pilot episode. And uh, we're going to be talking more about uh, how will we include what we learned from UXLX in our work. And uh, that's titled, So What Now? You've been listening to part two of this UX podcast episode with freelance consultants James Morrell Lawson and Paraxical. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit uxpodcast.com. Yeah. <laughs>